0: This episode of the Site Black Women podcast serves as a graduate student spotlight. My name is Imani Wadud, and I'm a PhD candidate in the Department of American Studies at the University of Kansas. I'm also a member of the Site Black Women Collective. The following is a conversation with the two co-conveners of the Church of Black Feminist Thought, Mayuki Baker and Ra Malika Imhotep. Mayuki Baker is a queer Zanichi artist activist and thinker, finishing their PhD in performance studies at the University of California, Berkeley. They are currently writing their dissertation on how cross-race and class change work is being enacted in East Oakland through individual and community reparations. They're also a new single parent by choice to a baby named Maru who also joins in on the conversation. Malika Imhotep is a Black feminist writer and performance artist from Atlanta, Georgia, currently pursuing a doctoral degree in African diaspora studies at the University of California, Berkeley, with a designated emphasis in new media. Her dissertation tends to the relationships between Black femininity, Southern vernacular aesthetic, and the performance of labor in the Dirty South. This episode was recorded during the weekend of the National Women's Studies Association Conference in San Francisco, California. Okay, you're both the co-conveners uh, uh, for the Church of Black Feminist
1: Thought. Study, Thought? Yeah. Okay. We have, our website is blackfeministstudy.org, mm-hmm. and that's our Instagram handle too, but it's the Church of Black Feminist Thought. Right.
2: Yeah. And so,
1: studies. Mm-hmm.
2: the container is called the Church of Black Feminist Thought. Black Feminist Study is the practice Got it. that
1: we do mm-hmm. there. Okay. And embodied citations is a tool or a method within Black Feminist Study. I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you for explaining that. <laughs>
0: wow. Okay, so even even there, there's a few things that we can unpack, right? <laughs> yeah, so how did first? How did the both of you all come into contact? How did you meet? Where did you meet? Where are we right now? Well, like,
2: well we're currently in Miyuki's East Oakland living room. Mm-hmm. Um, the weekend of NWSA, we met um, in a. Well, I think there's two stories. Like we mm-hmm. met in a um, new media. Class. No,
1: performance. Oh, that was the first time
2: we yeah. met. Yeah, that's right. We met in a um, in a, a graduate seminar in the Berkeley New Media Department or program mm-hmm. on theorizing popular culture. I mean, I think there was the first seed of like Miyuki being like, you want to, let's study together. Like, let's do something. And then I was a very overwhelmed first year grad <laughs> student who couldn't get it together. But then the following semester or year, or a couple
1: years later, yeah,
2: um, we were in a seminar on um, black performance.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: I think it was in that seminar on black performance, um, where I noticed Miyuki's kind of, um, visual graphic, just like the beautiful way that they took notes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Miyuki noticed, like what they term is like my, my way with words and spirit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, we kind of had the idea to work on a zine about black feminism that would combine, um, Miyuki's like visual like articulation Mm -hmm. with my like verbal articulation Mm -hmm. and just honor black feminism in a way that was beautiful and accessible Um, and then from that it just kind of it took a little bit of time we had some like random intervention we spent a a, a random lovely day on a on a road trip with Fred Moten um, and our colleague Tanika Seeley and Jamal Batts um, and we went to Santa Cruz. Um, the, sa- the baby is Maru, uh, which is the lovely kind of gift that was birthed during like, our church process. Yes.
0: Okay. Right, exactly. There's four of us yes. here. Right. 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 So five
1: month old as of tomorrow Yay. is joining in. Yes.
2: Her, Welcome, Maru. <laughs> with their interpretations of the story. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but so we went on this road trip and, and during the midst of that really like long and beautiful day, um, Moton offered or he said, you know, you have to go to church like this every once in a while to give yourself like fuel or a break, something to get through the bullshit of the academy. Right. And I think that kinda like lit a seed. little you don't light seeds, but mm-hmm. you know yes. Planted, yes. A planted a, seeds. a seed, like lit a
1: spark for it to
2: there, there's that like firework. fire. Mm-hmm. Um but but germinated right. something in us, um, to create a space where we could gather. Um and I even think like like motto's noises are appropriate because um part of the ways that Hartman and uh, not Hartman, Moten and Harney define study, you know, is yeah. like Thinking, talking, dancing, struggling, some irreducible convergence of all things. And I think, like, they even say, like, kids running around mm-hmm. or something. Right. So I feel like there's something about just the kind of, like, human elements of togetherness right. that right. are very important uh, to how we think of the work we do in the spaces that we try to create.
0: Right. And it reminds me also that you're crafting relations mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, developing alternative ways of thinking about kinship,
1: uh-huh. you know,
0: and togetherness. So
1: I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, I'm a single parent by choice, and but I also am parenting with my circle of Maru fam right, right, right. now. Mm-hmm. And I think that church has definitely been a part of, you know, modeling that kind of web of family making. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The practice of church and, and also I think the
2: gifts of black feminist thought, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. there's no way you can read, um like Eula Taylor and Spillers who were our first two theorists and not be thinking about like alternative modes of, of kin and family, mm-hmm. like the necessary opening right um of the ways we think of relation. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah and I, I appreciate the format of the um production the final well maybe it's not even a final product but the atlas mm-hmm. that the two of you all have uh created uh together um as so can you tell me a, a little bit about <laughs> the atlas and how that came to be was that something that you always had planned as you desired well, we had
1: a zine planned okay already mm-hmm. And I have been making zines since I was in high school. Right. You um, describe yourself as a zinester. zinester. Right. Yeah. Right. And then I think once we hit, it was a really interesting milestone, actually, because we were like, do we buy an ISBN? hmm Is it going to be a legit book? Right. Mm-hmm. And we were like, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to be searchable. Right. Mm-hmm. In right. the archives. Right. It's not, you know, I mean, and zines have their place in resisting... Mm-hmm. so many structures exactly and you know getting certain messages that wouldn't be published right but we had the funds to, to publish. publish it so right we were like let's do it right yeah, yeah. and that has been and a big i think <coughs> yeah, turning point for us. yeah
2: so and we have a zine too i think what so mm-hmm. the, the invocation zine yeah. right the point yep. of us calling the gathering right <coughs> we wanted to make this zine And then we had the thought that, like, kind of fueled by those conversations with Moten um, and just other folks we were in community with, Mm -hmm. like, what would it look like instead of us kind of sitting down and, like, doing this really individualistically, Mm -hmm. like, what if we convened a group of people and we let the conversation had amongst that group be the text of the zine? Okay. And that was really kind of how we got to the Church of Black Feminist Thought as apart from, like... Miyuki and Malaika's black feminism scene exactly right okay because then
1: it would just be super narrow to like what we know right right
0: and so then can we talk about the study group Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because we've spoken in the past and I've heard through the great friend that this was actually a practice or it happened at the time that it happened because you were studying for your comprehensive exams Mm -hmm. right so this was a way to kind of materialize some of the some of the or I don't know materialize or kind of
2: yeah
0: have that work seep into your body in a certain type of way Yeah,
2: and kind of like not super intentionally no it wasn't like we were we were we started we met like the fall before we both kind of entered qualifying overdrive and we're like we're gonna do this thing we're gonna start in January we're just gonna do it Mm
1: -hmm.
2: um and then I think we kind of both hit this moment about um like early maybe mm-hmm. three or four I, I want to say for me it was the second month when we did spillers when I was like mm-hmm. oh snap <laughs> yeah. this is helping me prepare right. exactly you know like the thing that we right. like thought we were just kind of like stealing away to do mm-hmm. and like kind of like people looking at this cur- like what are you doing yeah. why are you spending this time mm-hmm. on this thing mm-hmm. shouldn't you be doing this other stuff right and I was like oh wow like actually jokes on everybody uh-huh. including ourselves because uh-huh. these conversations opened up mama's baby papa's baby to me in a way that i hadn't entered it before right, right. and right. gave me like language and and really like let it into my body allowed uh-huh. me to meet the text with different parts of me
1: right and we were studying with these thinkers we were invoking them mm-hmm. you know that was part of my uh we well, could say Madu's <laughs> invocation that she would mm-hmm. read in the very beginning.
0: Okay, so how did that work? So, okay. um, how many people did you meet with? How did you yeah. get the word out? And, and I and you met once a month.
2: Yeah. So from January 2018 to January 2019. We met once a month. We started on the UC Berkeley campus, and then in July, we were invited by um, a local cultural worker, Ashara Ekundayo, Mm -hmm. to host our convenings at her gallery in downtown Oakland. Um, which was just kind of beautiful and just opened us up to community in ways that the Berkeley campus was becoming a barrier. Right. Um, And we didn't even know that. I think we both kind of had this idea that we would be, like, opening the doors Mm -hmm. and ushering people in and doing all this stuff. But Mm -hmm. I think the kind of, like, the institution works in deep and insidious ways that there was no amount of, like, poster flying and,
1: yeah. says burning.
2: We right. could do the light <laughs> get the space that we wanted. Right. Um but so it varied. I wanna say the first one, like thirty people came mm-hmm. and it people was like excited. really beautiful. We the first thinker we studied was Doctor Eula Taylor, who's currently the chair of African American Studies at UC Berkeley, okay. which is my department. Mm-hmm. Um and in her grace she came with mm-hmm. us, she shared new work, um, and mm-hmm. got to really like be a part of what that feeling space was. Um, and right. I think that kind of affirmed our thinking, and this is language that we've used, that this is about mm-hmm. um, studying with thinkers right, as right. opposed to, like, making them small so we can master them. Exactly. Right?
0: And and also breaking the hierarchy yeah. of knowledge production yeah. and also expanding yeah. your thought to thinking about knowledges maybe in the plural, that yes. there's multiple ways of knowing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you can sometimes only get at when you're in spaces talking mm-hmm. with people, being with people. And
1: or, churching with people. And churching mm-hmm. with
0: people, right, mm-hmm.
2: right. Yeah, and there's something about um, just the ways that it allowed us to think and really know in a real way that um, these texts that we kind of hold so dear are are. Um, they capture moments in a life of a human you know so it's like Eula can come in and read something she just presented last month Mm -hmm. and we're reading it alongside things she's published in the 90s and we can we really have to face and make sense of or just feel into Mm -hmm. the differences the spaces between those things Mm -hmm. and in addition to charting the similarities Mm -hmm. or the through lines um in all her work and I think that's also how we get to the importance of the visual theory telling map. So right. how do you make storytelling visual? Mm-hmm. How do you play with the relationship between theory and story? How do you like um, use art um, and to to convey these like growth patterns? Right.
1: And I think too about our visual theory maps. It's like not just to make it accessible to the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pieces in it that don't quite make sense logically. Mm-hmm. But if you were there or if you're willing to tap into your lived experiences or a different mode of knowing, mm-hmm. then you can understand it. Right. You know, it may not be this, like, the definition of blah, 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 mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, this goes to this and that goes to that. Like, mm-hmm. it's much more, like, non linear. Non linear. Yeah. Right, right. And because it, it's not, the atlas itself isn't even a tool for your mastery, right? right? It's an
2: invitation. Exactly. Um, to think with right. this group of artists and. Cultural workers, change makers, humans who were gathering in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, in this moment, it's an invitation to think differently about the things you think you know concretely. Right,
0: right. I love that. Thank you for sharing
2: that. Yeah. Um.
0: So there was what it sounds like to me too is that both of you seem very much open to the unexpected or. Ex- experimenting with form experimenting Mm -hmm. with the way that you can present what you know to other people and also have other people even in their divergences offer up something to you so I'm also wondering um if I saw online this phrase uh radical placemaking and it seems like a good time for you to maybe Tell us a little bit more about what you think about those concepts and how that might influence your understanding of black feminisms or black feminist genius, which we talked about as well in the past.
2: So the session on um, radical place making place keeping was what we did as part of our programming for the, the culminating show. So one of the things that happened. Um, after gathering kind of like with support of the UC Berkeley Center for Race and Gender, which was really supporting the publication components of the project, um, we applied for another grant from art uh, institution in San Francisco called Southern Exposure Alternative Exposure. Um, and we were awarded funds to not only support the publication of the Theory Atlas, but to support a culminating exhibition um, with the, the hopes that that exhibition would give platform and space to local. Um, artists like for us like Black film Black women artists mm-hmm. who were thinking or creating in modes that represented what we call Black feminist study. Okay. Um And so as part of that show, um, which was at Ashara Ekundayo Gallery, okay. um In the month of May, we um, wanted to do a study session, and this was after our our kind of closing of that initial series was in January. So then in May we have this pop up session. And we thought about ways to kind of um, pay tribute to the energy of Ashara Ekundayo Gallery. Um, and as opposed to thinking about one figure, mm-hmm. we kind of landed in this idea of radical placekeeping, mm-hmm. which is language that Ashara uses um, to articulate her work and mm-hmm. the importance of her space as this gallery um, in downtown Oakland that exclusively shows the work of like black women, black femmes, and gender nonconforming folks of the African diaspora. Wonderful. Um, so what we did under that theme of radical placekeeping, we picked text, I believe it was um, a chapter from Catherine McKittrick's *Demonic Ground, mm-hmm. um, Angela Davis' Reflections on the Role of the Black Women in the Community of Slaves. Um, and there were two other pieces mm-hmm. that are escaping me. But basically mm-hmm. we picked um, texts that spoke in some way about um, Black women's relationship to space. To holding space, keeping space, the maintenance of space, domestic and public. Um, And I think for us, um, it was a a nice way to both pay tribute to kind of the magic opened up in that one particular space in Oakland. Mm -hmm. And when you think about Oakland, you have to think about the housing crisis and gentrification and like just the the power of being able to have a space um, solely dedicated to like um, black feminine genius um, in a bunch of different ways. Um, and, and even, like, I think I really enjoyed the opportunity to think across text um, and, like, to pull from, like, quotes. So I guess the, our method, um mm-hmm. I mean, you, if you want to share a little bit about how we went about each study group.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of, so during the session, we would always start with a check-in and introduction, but then we would do um, re-Alexis Pauline Gums' breathing chorus. We would choose a quote short enough to repeat. And then we would free write and then share back. And then we would um, have chosen four quotes mm-hmm. from the readings. So the whole idea was to make it so that anyone, even without having reading the the material, could show up and just look at the quote okay. and be like, all right, what can I say about this? And we'd break up into four groups with those quotes mm-hmm. and then come back. So that was typically the format that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. and then I think one piece that I found as I was going along, because I was doing the portraits of the uh, thinkers, is I would listen to the thinkers while drawing them. Mm -hmm. So, like, they would be playing on a YouTube or a podcast Mm -hmm. or something, talking about their work. Obviously, some of them are past, but, um, you know, it's just a great, it was a really neat way to play, just play. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that's central to church. It's yes. like play. Are we enjoying ourselves? There were many times where we felt like we were stretched and we were like, wait, wait, wait. We're not supposed to be feeling this, like, Ten- that yeah, too tension, much right? tension. Like, yeah, we're supposed to be enjoying ourselves. Yeah, and, and if so it, how can if we it can't this? hold us
2: at our lowest if it can't hold us however we're feeling exactly. as a mm-hmm. then there was some change that needed to be made that's right um, because the whole point even in the breaking down like we would send we'd make all the readings accessible mm-hmm. we have really wonderful folders mm-hmm. full of like just text on text on text um but wanting to make people comfortable just like meeting right. the text as they are kind of de like breaking down the the scary things about study the scary mm-hmm. things right. about the Which is that
0: that expert said the idea that you have to be an expert. Some people feel intimidated, perhaps walking in the room. And I think because you all are two graduate students and we're in the academy, and it's there's so many expectations to be to hold a certain type of mastery or expertise Mm -hmm. that offering up four quotes and inviting people in who might not have been able to do the reading to say, you know it's still valuable yeah. your thoughts are still valuable yeah. please interact with us it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. a very welcoming thing
2: yeah and then it's like in, not even, in your like comprehension isn't based on how many words you understand right yeah. or how many definitions you know comprehension is based on what this feels like for you right. um, mm-hmm. and I think we've just recently been kind of naming explicitly that practice or that that method yeah. Um, yeah. as embodied citation right
0: um, yeah wonderful And I'm always trying to think about, so I'm wondering, how did you decide exact, there's so many wonderful black feminist thinkers. So I'm wondering, how did you narrow down who Mm -hmm. you were going to decide to focus on for this round of study, this year of study?
1: Well, we wanted to represent the different realms that we Mm -hmm. feel like we're part of which is art, organizing, and scholarship. Yes. Um, so we didn't want to only prioritize academics yes. officially, you mm-hmm. know. And so there's Nina Simone. Mm-hmm. We also wanted novelists, so Toni Morrison mm-hmm. um, and Tazaki Shange, some playwrights, yes. right? And and then also Hortense Spillers and Tadea Fredia. Hartman Absolutely. and Eula Taylor, right? Like, we wanted... I think we broke it down, like there's 12, so maybe like four each. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, um, each
0: in each category. Each right. category.
1: Right. Um, and of course, there's tons of people who are multiple of them, of but are most non- known for one or the other. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah, and we tried to premeditate. I think before when we first, when we first, excuse me, sent out our invitation, there were six. We were like, okay, we'll plan the first six, um, and then we'll invite. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. we'll plan the first six and then we'll invite, uh, uh, recommendations Mm -hmm. from our community afterwards. And I think what ended up happening, like some of the six that we had predetermined (laughs) fell off. Mm -hmm. Some things felt like spiritually urgent, Mm -hmm. you know, like I think, um, we did Toni Morrison then like Saidia Hartman dropped, uh the piece the anarchy of colored girls assembled in a riotous manner and I was yes. like Miyuki we have <laughs> we to have address to study this now it. Yeah. Yes. like we have to study this and that was beautifully because in like this wonderful way the weekend that we were studying um that essay Dr. Hartman was like in town to finish up her book manuscript right. with her like bestie Dr. Yula Taylor and right. like Angela Wayward Lives invited yes. yeah right. Wayward Lives mm-hmm. and um and Dr. Taylor invited um her her boo bestie uh Hartman to our study group you yeah. know and we got to like actually be in that moment um with the thinker and the text and like literally practice that with
0: absolutely something unexpected
2: mm-hmm. right yeah. completely unexpected I promise you I fell out Uh, (laughs) Um, It was marvelous. Like it was really, it was really marvelous. And I think a testament to uh, what happens when you do the work and recognize that outside of like contrary to academic common sense, Mm -hmm. um, the work is not validated by um, how many people are looking at it. Right. From How many people know you're brilliant? How many people with letters in front or behind their names, mm-hmm. um, are, are eyeing you from afar? Right. Like the work is in a different place.
0: Right. And also speaking to the fact that maybe at times it is important to prioritize those outside of the academy if they're feeding yes. what you need for yourself yes. in your life at that time.
2: Yes. 100%.
0: Right. And also a residual effect of these uh, theory-telling maps is that they have received quite a bit of attention, that people have responded enthusiastically and are excited about this method Mm -hmm. and way of modeling that is, you know, inspired by black women, includes black women, invites other people into the space as well Mm -hmm. and um what has some of the so also thinking about this being uh, a project that two students Mm -hmm. have produced um that scholars and organizers and uh, other people in the community are interacting with you answered the question to funding, so for, perhaps for other students who would be interested mm-hmm. and might trust themselves because they see a model like yours. Mm-hmm. Are, there, are there any lessons learned that you would want to share or pass on?
2: Yeah, I think the first thing, um, I've been really blessed to convene and conspire with Miyuki, who I think is someone who models a way of being with and committed to um their own magic, their own interests, right. their own practices. Like right. Miyuki has taught me a lot about just what it means to be in a practice of being human. Yes. Whether that's from like uh going to the depot for creative reuse mm-hmm. ritualistically or mm-hmm. labeling all the can like just like really deep practice. Yes. Yes. I mean I think dreaming out loud with someone who had a different set of gifts than I, yes. like Miyuki draws these beautiful portraits, I scribble words <laughs> that sometimes <laughs> sound nice together. Yes, um, and I I speak from a spirited place, and and being open to dreaming out loud um, with someone with a different set of gifts created a whole new world. And I think there's a way. In grad school, we kind of get um, convinced that our dreams aren't worthwhile if they don't automatically yield money or attention right um and, I and aren't able
0: to be commodified in a specific type of way that is deemed like legible right and beneficial for the university and its systems and structures that part, right.
2: and i think this was a big exercise and for a moment suspending your concern with legibility yes. to say it doesn't even matter if we get this money right you know we have to do something right we have to do this because it's what feels urgent it's what feels like we need to do and that's literally the lesson of the text right. like one of the videos we studied um, when we did our session on, on Horses and Spillers, she's like, everything I write, I felt like was urgent, you mm-hmm. know, writing for me comes from a place of urgency. So my big thing is like, don't be worried about the end goal. Don't be worried about the, the caliber of the eyes mm-hmm. on your work. Do mm-hmm. it because it feels urgent. Do what you need in order to survive. Create the spaces you need in order to feel whole. Um, because if you don't create them, they will not exist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: and we hear... Mayuki in the background saying, mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: Um, and then
0: and then I'm wondering, well, just lessons or um also if there's any um upcoming events. I know that some people were uh, yeah, asking, yeah. Oh my gosh, there's this atlas, is there are there future projects, is there around two, is there a study group that I can go to if right, I'm right, in right. the Oakland area? Right. Some people wishing it was an online format. What do you think about format? Yeah. and what are what are your future thoughts, goals wishes dreams
2: so we're um in this moment of re entering the project, mm-hmm. transitioning from um a a kind of closed group of visual theory telling maps and gatherings mm-hmm. to understanding this work as an embodied spiritual political education project okay. um and we are currently thinking and dreaming and experimenting about the ways that will manifest, so I would say definitely like. Um, plug into our social media and our website and things, because we are kind of cooking, germinating, growing mm-hmm. um, what our new offerings will look like. Right. Um, I think, and one thing we're trying to do, because we, we're nearing the end of our first self-published run of the Theory Atlas, right. and we're trying to think about which um, like publishers even might be interested in picking up the project for the second edition to make okay. it even more um, widely accessible. accessible. Right. Because, you know, that that grant money run run, run out. out and then um and, but and there's been approved like there's an audience for it there's a hunger for it right. um as a as a personal text as archival material and as a teaching tool mm-hmm. um I think we're also really interested in being um more ambling about who we're calling in as mm-hmm. black feminist thinkers right. and change makers.
0: Can you speak a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, I think um like if there's one critique that could be made for Mm -hmm. the first 12 is that they're all while many of them think diasporically they're all U.S. based black feminists right Um, I I think one thing that we want to do moving forward um is and we've already been practicing this a little bit like I just had the opportunity to um co-facilitate a session in Ghana Mm -hmm. um with an organization called Accra Creates Mm -hmm. and so there's we've we've been starting these experiments and what does it mean to like really um question what we mean when we say black feminism right. where are these black feminisms located right and what does it even mean to kind of pull them all together right. in the pro in the project of an atlas right um so exactly. that's A
0: ge- which also lends itself to think about geography geographic space and the larger african diaspora yes. and uh thinking about black women across across borders
2: yeah across mm-hmm. borders across space across time mm-hmm. um, and I think that's just that's something on the horizon for us that we're really excited about
0: that's very yeah. very exciting um, I would love to hear if you could do you have um, any other thoughts, any other dreams, any other wishes that you would like to share? Any lessons learned that we didn't mention?
1: Well, I just finished nursing my baby right <laughs> in the other room. Right. And I think that I just want to oh. keep on affirming work that holds all of us. Yes. Um, so I, as a new parent, there were so many moments where I was like, well, I, got, I don't know if I can do X. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we've just been rolling with it just like continue to get messy and Mm -hmm. um, play, it keeps coming back to play and Mm -hmm. there's some moments where it like um, that's like where I said but (laughs) yeah just like there's different moments of of I can keep thinking of like wetness, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Which is true. Well, mothering, like, yeah. There's it's just dripping everywhere. Right. <laughs> it's
0: dripping everywhere. It's <laughs> messy, and it's is messy? that not what study is too? Yeah, exactly. Not coming to the one answer, exactly. but yeah. it being murky and trying to find your way. Right. That's right. So.
1: That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. Like not. Being able to control our circumstances and our LNG. environments, right? right. Yeah.
2: And if we let, if we take seriously the charge to like let the content inform the container, you know right. what I'm saying? Like if it's not just like how do we put black feminism in a nice box and, and mm-hmm. commodify it? If it's like literally how do we break form in mm-hmm. the way that black feminism teaches us to? Right. Um, then we have to make room for that murky, messy wetness, right? right? For the, the crying baby right? And the and the dripping humans, right? <laughs> And And the pollination
0: that comes from all of that, the growth.
2: Yes, the growth. The growth. And the maintenance, too. Like, Mm, I think this has also been a process in um, what happens when you're not just consumed with, like, development, 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 acceleration, acceleration, Mm -hmm. but, like, how do you maintain something that feels good? Right. How
1: do you sustain sustain yourself? Thank you. Yeah. You nap, you snack. Right.
2: You you take breaks to the (laughs) breastfeed. Yep. And you write poems. Right. And you play surrealist games. Right. (laughs) And
0: all of that is a part of the play and the joy and the nourishment Mm -hmm. that we find or that I have found personally in your work. And it has also been incredibly inspiring for me to think about different ways to intersect and, and interject our creative practices and rethinking about artist life practices theory in and of itself. Mm-hmm. That yes. sometimes it does not need us to over explain, but that sometimes perception and the way that we perceive things is easy to accept as part of our bodies, as part of our experience and
1: yeah.
0: and something that refuses stasis.
2: Okay. So Fashion.